Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, November 28, 2022. We are looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Actually, even for a day after the Thanksgiving Day holiday weekend, we have a lot of stuff on the docket. There's a whole plethora of items. We're going to talk about all the things out there moving markets. We're going to be reminded that no matter whether the market went higher this week or lower this week or next week, all in all, it doesn't change the fact that this is a bounce in a downtrend. We're going to have a discussion today about how to top tick the market on a down day. Stay tuned. We're also going to remember that we were looking for some kind of a pivot slash turn at the end of November, beginning of December time frame. Does today warrant or signify the end of November? Well, it's not officially the end, but it could be that we have seen the high. We don't know that we have, but it's an awareness. It's a puzzle piece. And it's on the table. They haven't yet hit the 200 period moving average. Is that a little odd since they came close? The answer is yes and no. How's that? Well, the answer is no, it's not odd because they like to play games. Who is they? The trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew are the they that likes to play games. They miss numbers by a little bit. Then they spike them through later because the destination was actually another spot. Let's remind ourselves of the big picture, and then what we're going to do is drill down, and we're going to pick apart this thing like an investigator. We're going to call it a detective operation, similar to Sherlock Holmes, Columbo, Nancy Drew, Jim Rockford, and let's not leave out Magnum P.I. Let's start with this. Can this be a one-day pullback? and the market continues up beginning tomorrow or Wednesday or what have you? And the answer is, yes, it can. Why is that? Well, let's look at the big picture one more time. So what's the market doing as long as it's above the breakout area that we've already come down to run a test of, tried to break out, and here they are just inside this range going back and forth. The bottom end of the range still keeps the market in somewhat of a bullish tone. Coming down to the bottom end of the range right now is basically running a test of the convergence of the 20 and 100 period moving average. As long as the market stays above the breakout area, and what is that? 390.39. We've talked about this many, many times. As long as she stays above 390.39, There's nothing wrong with the tape, and she can continue higher. Coming back below 390.39, and there's a pretty good chance that the current rally is over and the next leg down has begun. Well, that's all fine and dandy, but how do you know long before you even get to 390 whether this thing's falling apart or not? We need a better number. We need a higher number. 394 and a quarter. Write that down, put it on a sticky note, 394 and a quarter is going to be a line in the sand. 
if they start closing hourly, two hours, three hours, four hours, daily below 394 and a quarter, then it's likely more in favor of game on situation for the Bears. We have an end of month coming up on Wednesday, so they can certainly jam the market up for a couple of days into the end of the month. Nothing is off the table. Remember, just because today's news in terms of railway supply chain issues doesn't preclude the fact that we have a whole litany of stuff on the wall of worry. We have many bricks in and on the wall of worry. We have railway strike, China, crypto, Russia, the Fed, the jawboning of the Fed governors. That's a subcategory of the Fed. We have inflation. We have deflation. We have masterflation. What exactly is masterflation? First of all, I made up the term. Second of all, picture this. We have fear of deflation. Prices are rising. That puts a squeeze on everybody whose income remains constant, prices rising, you just had a built-in tax hit your household. What happens at the same time if you have assets that are going down, that is deflationary. You have prices going up, assets you hold going down, therein lies masterflation. Let's take a different perspective. You take a longer view, a bigger picture perspective You look at the weekly chart, they've busted above the 20-week moving average. They've stayed above there three weeks in a row on close. This is week number four. Can they just be simply eating time off the clock, running sideways in that channel, if you will, from the breakout area to the recent highs going back and forth on the weekly chart? Maybe, and this is a maybe, but it has to be known But maybe, and why can't they be simply eating time off the clock to run a little bit higher into, let's just say, the 50-week moving average, and even if they don't make it up there, we still have something important on the daily chart. Don't forget, up above, they still have an unclosed gap or an open gap. Are they going to just leave this alone, or are they just going to trade away from it, leave it to be determined and sub point in the future. That's certainly possible. If they can't fill a gap, that's a weak market. But under normal garden variety conditions, getting this closed in an uptrend, they should, and I repeat should, don't have to, but should fill this gap. Remember, just as much as the railway potential shutdown slash strike slash increase in prices because of another supply chain crunch, as much as that affected the market today, once they float a rumor, whether it's tomorrow or on Wednesday or on Thursday, whenever that is, once they float a rumor that there's a deal to be had, the market will A, take back the down day, and B, resume whatever it was doing. Remember, the wall of worries, they remove bricks, they add bricks. It doesn't matter day to day. You can pick one out. Tomorrow, it's going to be something different. Now, I've put a line on the chart at 400.80. Why is that significant? Remember before when I mentioned real briefly about top ticking high of day. How do you do that? 
Stay tuned. Let's check out what's inside the numbers today and how traders, not only in the live room, but also as regular way inside the number members, were able to take advantage of understanding the numbers before the opening bell, understanding where the trade was before the opening bell, being able to execute the trade after the opening bell. Happy Monday. The Bulls have a holiday hangover as they're starting things off in the red. The big picture has a couple of different components. First, it's a normal garden variety retracement of the Thanksgiving holiday week floater. So we look at the big picture early in the morning and we take stock in what's actually happening. We remember what happened into last week. It was a nothing floater week, but they used it as an opportunity to have an all week long jam session. And here's a reminder, we were looking for a pivot high or low. It didn't matter which way it came in around the end of the month. We're looking for some kind of a turn. Again, it's not the end of the month yet officially, so they can jam it up for a while for another few days and still have it turned down. They could jam it down for a few days and have a turn up. So therefore, we're looking for a pivot high or pivot low. That's important. Write it down at the end of the month, beginning of December. We're going to give it a couple of three-day leeway on either side. Maybe today was the beginning. Maybe today wasn't the beginning. We just don't know yet. We'll let the market unfold a little bit more and give us some additional data. And we have numbers to use as benchmarks, as guidelines. 394 and a quarter start getting below that doesn't look good for the bull case. Below 390, there is no bull case. This is all awareness at present. Let's get into the numbers. We'll start with a likely pivot. 398.45, it's 398.50. That's what you'll see later in the notes. Below opens the door back down to 397 and more. That will be covered in a real-time type of formation. Above, we have 400, which is big, round, and fat. Now, pay attention to this stuff. Watch this. It's magnetic, and if above opens the door for 400.80, remember that number. That is our bull pivot in the early going. So that puts the market, regardless of whether it's red or green, that puts the market into bulls control the tape mode. Remember that 400.80? Let's scroll up a little bit and see what else we have. Now we're getting closer to the opening bell. We're going to start zeroing in on... How do we make money? So I start with nothing is easy. However, it appears that the schematic this morning was pretty darn clear. We know 400 can and will be magnetic as price gets close or in the ballpark. However, check this out. Don't be fooled. 400.80 is the bull pivot and only closing candles above ignites the bull case for another leg higher, like 402 and a quarter. Now watch this. Below 400, the door is open for 398.50 and 397. And check this out. 397 is the nice prize opportunity for the bears. Now they even went lower than that, but that was the prize. Now think about this for a moment, and we're going to get to something even more important in the next post. Let's keep going. We're scrolling up, and here we are at 921. Plenty of time before the opening bell. Here's the trade. Is there a short on the board in a sell-the-rip environment? 
400.80, give or take, would be a reasonable spot for a short. It's important and therefore not surprising to run a test. Of course, we think better in pictures. Right of the vertical is today's activity. 400.80 is the line. High of day, 400.81. How you doing? How do you like them apples taking the W? All before the opening bell. Only closing candles above is the bull case, yada, yada, and there you go. It's laid out before the open. By 9.33, here's what we're saying. They're in the process of trying for 400.80, give or take. Only closing candles above is the bull case. Sometimes they spike it. Other times they come up short. 9.35, two minutes later. Showtime for the bulls and bears. Traders short. It starts as a scalp with potential 435 would be a short-term support. It's a good exit for the scalp portion. 400 is magnetic. We know that. Below that, they can fall. Guess what? They got below that. They fell. Read the notes. Go back to the video to double-check the work. It's all in here. Spike of 399 will produce a bounce. They did it. They got to 399. And they bounced at 399, producing another trade for traders that wanted it. Closing candles below 399, they go to 398.50 and then 397. It's all in here in black and white before the thing happens. Read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. What more could you be looking for? Nice healthy list of stocks on the move today, only the problem was nothing hit its number. That is a little odd, however. Net, net, you take what Mrs. Market gives you. Mrs. Market gave us the short today, and that was good enough for me. What's going on over in Camp IWM today? Well, another down day. All the markets are going to do the same thing. It's an all-the-market scenario, not to the same magnitude, but the IWM was leading in the southern direction, meaning my favorite market-leading indicator was actually leading to the downside, as well as relative weakness leading into this time frame. Remember what we discussed last week. The IWM was making a run along with the market, again, not to the same magnitude. The other part of the market, meaning the SPY, the more broader market, was challenging the former high. You were having a negative divergence in the IWM. We talked about it last week, and here we are, again, showing relative weakness the negative divergence we talked about it being a and certainly turned out to be a tell of the tape what's going on down at the transportation department same routine we talked about the relative weakness of the transport people and here we are same routine as we just discussed in the iwm this is my favorite canary in the coal mine second favorite market leading indicator gave us a tell on the way up then gave us a tell with relative weakness last week. Pretty cut and dry. Kind of like my Thanksgiving turkey. What about the Q people? Some relative weakness. It was a tweener. We talked about it last week. They were trying to get to the highs. Couldn't do it, so they didn't get there. That is relative weakness. They weren't as weak as the IWM and the transports, but that doesn't really count for anything. So here's what we have. We have the same scenario we've got in the S&P. We've got this channel, and if and when they get below this channel, it's really going to be a whole nother situation for the bear case. 
Same concept, different market, different numbers, different look slightly on the chart. How about the financials? Pretty interesting how they did make a new high last week. Now they're coming down with the rest of the tape, at least today they did, but look where they are. They're above all the moving averages. There's nothing wrong from a daily chart perspective with the financials. And remember, without the financials falling apart, the rest of the market's not going to unravel. This is not necessarily my favorite canary in the coal mine, but it's certainly something to pay attention to against the broader market. And then you have good old Smash Mouth, and what are they doing? They're in the same type of channel situation. So you get below the low of this channel, and it opens a door for the low of this breakup candle into these moving averages. That's kind of the way it works. There's a breakout area. There's a breakout area. You can see if this thing starts to crack below this current channel, there's a lot of support down in this neck of the woods just above 200. I would write that down, put it on a sticky note. 200 and slightly above bona fide garden variety of chart support. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.